0: Okay, folks, you know what this is by now. It's the warm up news, and tonight we've got team news as well. So, the Man City lineup has been announced, and Edison is playing, Walker is playing, Diaz is not playing, Rodri's playing, and most importantly, KDB is playing. Let's go, KDB. Bring home those divs again, baby. Robert Sanchez, one of my favourite FPL goalkeepers, has signed for Chelsea. Hoping he pushes Kepa out of the team and starts racking up those save points once again. The Wolves manager has departed and it's Gary O'Neill to the rescue. I fear for Wolves this season, they barely score and could be fighting a relegation battle, yet they've got some very interesting players I'd like to see on Stocks FC. So get those IPOs going, Alex, as there'll be dead assets come the end of the season, but they've added to the reward pots. This morning, Alan Shearer tweeted a picture of him standing next to a private plane, dressed as a pilot, saying, come on, Harry, it's time to go. Definitely sad to see him go, but if I was him, I would have stayed and run my contract down and got a lot closer to Shearer's record and then seen what my options were. There are many people who can join Bayern and easily win a few titles, German Cups and German Super Cups like Mane and Sané. But there's very few people who can become the Premier League's all-time top goalscorer. For me, Kane needs to win a Champions League medal for it to have been the right move. Otherwise, cementing yourself in history as the top goal scorer in the hardest league in the world is one of the ultimate achievements in football. Hence why Shearer is buzzing that his record could stand for another couple of decades now. Lastly, this week's Saudi watch sees just one move, which is Frank Kesse from Barcelona to some team I definitely can't pronounce. I was always hoping we'd see him in the Premier League at some point, but I guess not now that he's gone to a Farmers League. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Stocks FC Files, which is earlier than usual tonight because I want to watch City versus Burnley as we embark on a new Premier League season. Last weekend was super fun watching one game, but this weekend is going to be mental and I can't wait for all my rewards to come rolling in on Tuesday. When you own pretty much every player on the platform, you can say that sort of thing before the event has even started. The Premier League is finally back and Stocks FC fans have been waiting months for this moment and for some of us over a year to finally see this product in full swing. So with a new Premier League season starting tonight, it only seems fitting that I reveal my portfolio to the audience and give you some insights into why I've made some of the moves I did over the summer. So updates since the last show and it's quite a big one to be fair as this week saw the launch of my second Stocks FC show. It will drop every Tuesday on YouTube after the Stocks FC payouts have been made because it's not like I've got anything better to do on Tuesday night since my beloved Spurs aren't in Europe this season. The show is short and sweet and shouldn't last any longer than 15 to 20 minutes, but it's packed with stats regarding everything that's happened on Stocks FC during the previous week. You'll be able to see all the current Stocks FC records, the team of the season leaderboard and which players are chasing down the front runners, a payouts leaderboard and scores for every single player on the platform. Go to YouTube right now, search for Chris Talks Crypto, and subscribe to my channel, which is totally free, and you'll never miss the best Stocks FC content out there. For maximum viewing pleasure, open the YouTube app on your smart TV, get yourself signed into YouTube, and then find my channel and hit subscribe. Watching the show on a smart TV is much better than on your phone because there's so many stats. The text can be quite small and hard to read on mobile devices, whereas it looks absolutely pucker on a big screen. Right, nothing else to update you on, so let's get cracking, which means next up is the Chit Chat Files. Oi, listen up. I've got the gossip. It's the ch- Okay, folks, this week's gossip I've heard from around the world of Stocks FC is as follows. Alex has made quite a few announcements, so let's discuss what he published. Firstly, the new IPOs being released will be announced at midday on Sundays from now on. That's midday UK time, and it's also when the server maintenance will start, which shouldn't last any longer than an hour. The IPO teasers will still be published the day before on a Saturday to get us all guessing. Next is a change to when the IPO players are eligible to win rewards. From now on, players are only eligible to score points once they arrive in your portfolio on a Sunday lunchtime. This means if they play on Sunday afternoon or Monday night, then they will score points, but any games before that won't count. They had to make this change because the system won't allow payouts for players who were still being IPO'd, because it needs to know what those players' final supply is in order to pay out. Nothing has changed in regard to when you can buy players from the transfer market. Any players you purchase before 23.59 on Monday night will be eligible to receive rewards the following day on the Tuesday. Reward payouts will be set at 5% until further notice. Stocks FC had to rebuild their reward system after partnering with Opta and the automatic pot balancing feature that determines the percentage rise and fall of the payouts hasn't been fully tested yet, therefore it's not been implemented into the live environment. The team hopes this will be fully up and running in September. Also, more clarity has been provided regarding the eligibility of in-play rewards. Your stocks will now be eligible for in-play rewards for a maximum of five Tuesdays, which is the day when the in-play rewards get paid out. Stocks purchased from today onward will show up in the in-play eligibility section of your portfolio. I believe you can find this in the My Rewards section, but I'll have to wait until the players arrive in my portfolio on Sunday to see that data. In-play rewards for all players purchased before today will expire on the 12th of September. Lastly, the white paper has apparently been updated to include all of this information, so don't take my word for it, go and read it yourself. That's the gossip out of the way. So let's move on to the facts as it's time for Super Stats. Enough of the gossip. It's time for some facts. Next up is Super Stats. so if you're listening to the recording of this on your favourite podcast app, then you will find a link to the stats spreadsheet in the description. I'm guessing everyone can read the stats just fine because I've not had a single complaint in the last three months. The platform currently has 2,342 registered accounts, which is an increase of 94 in the last week, which is one of the best we've seen so far. When Alex sent me the data, he also said it's been the biggest deposit week since the launch of the platform, with Wednesday being absolutely massive on the deposits front, which makes sense. After KDB winning the rewards on Tuesday, he also said a lot of inactive accounts have now made their first deposit, which is great to hear. And this is the power of social media, people. Everyone wants to see Stocks FC launch their marketing campaign and spend thousands of pounds on marketing, but the reality is we're the best form of marketing. The power of networking and visibility on social media is huge, so don't be afraid to post about Stocks FC. And play your part in the growth of this platform because this is just the very beginning, folks. If you're listening to this live right now, you're still very early to the party and the popular kids won't be arriving with all the beer for probably another 12 months. There's been 49 players IPO'd onto the platform so far and with this week's boom, I reckon we'll be lucky to see a decent player finish his IPO with a supply of under 10k as that's now probably a thing of the past. This week's most traded player was Harry Kane, obviously, giving you guys an easy point, which takes the score to 5-4 in your favour. Roughly 1,900 of his stocks were traded in the last seven days, which is roughly 6% of his supply and a new record for the number of stocks traded by a player in the previous week. We saw lots of stocks traded for a number of players over the last seven days. 1,600 Salah stocks, 1,500 Eze, 1,100 Mitrovic, 1,000 Martinelli's, 900 Trippier's, 800 Bowen's and lastly, 800 of the most useless player in the Premier League, Mr. Kai Havertz. Harry Kane still has the biggest supply sitting at 31,612, but that will change in the next couple of weeks once the refund gets issued and only a small number of people decide to hang on to their Harry Kane stocks. This means Salah will then have the high supply. And from what we've seen this week, it won't be long before someone outsells Salah. Chris Wood has the smallest supply sitting at 940 stocks. And I'm pretty confident it will stay that way until he leaves the Premier League. There's been a total of 728 stocks burnt to date, which is an increase of 154 in the last week. That absolutely destroys the previous record of 66 And with the burn being 1%, if we multiply that 154 by 100, then it gives us a rough idea that 15,400 stocks, yes, people, 15,400 stocks have been traded on the transfer market in the last week, which is absolutely huge and smashes the previous record of 6,600. But could it be the norm going forward? I don't think so, but I reckon we'll see at least 100 stocks burnt per week from now on compared to the, the 50 we've been seeing up to this point. Good times ahead for the burn, baby. Burn! The biggest percentage of a supply burnt to date still sits with Jesus at 0.5%. We have two players whose burn is yet to start and that's Kyle Walker and Josh De Silva. We've seen a total of 374,740 stocks IPO'd since the inception of the platform. That's an extra 41,374 stocks added in the last week. On the wallets front, it's been yet another decent week with the team of the week wallet increasing by 3.32 Ethereum. The in-play wallet also increased by 1.6 Ethereum, which is great to see considering it paid out 5% of the wallet on Tuesday. All the other wallets had decent increases too. But the most impressive thing we saw this week is the fact that the Stocks FC market cap increased by a huge 110 Ethereum. It was sitting at 178 Ethereum this time last week. So only God knows what's going to happen when everyone receives their rewards on Tuesday. I'm actually so excited to watch this platform play out over the next month. So this week saw the first batch of rewards paid out and what a win for KDB holders. His ROI was 20% after just half an hour of football. Bagging holders, a massive 19p per stock. Rewards are going to be discussed heavily in my weekly stats show. So go and watch episode one on my YouTube channel after this. I've got so much I want to add to that show. I'm probably going to have to do it in stages. Lastly, from an audience perspective, we had one new country listening in this week, which was New Zealand. And I've had an extra 285 listens since the last show. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. The current referral campaign is decent. So why not send your mates the podcast link to episode 11 of my show, which is heavily aimed at newbies, and tell them to listen to it. And if they want to get involved, let them know you've got a referral link for them. Okay, folks, that's your stats fix for this week. So let's move on. Right everyone, welcome to the main segment of the show and where you're going to find out what my Stocks FC portfolio looks like. Let's start with the backstory, which is I stumbled across Stocks FC in April 2022 and thought it definitely had potential, so I signed up to take part in the beta testing. I spent a year playing around with the platform and providing feedback and thoroughly enjoyed it, which sealed my decision to take it very seriously when it launched. Having witnessed how huge some of the payouts were for players with low supplies, I decided to adopt the strategy of buying pretty much every player. Obviously, this was going to be quite a costly strategy in the beginning. My thinking was if I'm picking up 10 out of the 11 players every time a Stocks FC wallet pays out, then eventually it will get to the point where my winnings each week will be enough to pay for the IPOs that week, meaning I very rarely need to deposit further down the line. So here we are, three months in, and I've deposited a total of 2.38 Ethereum into the platform, which is currently worth around £3,500. My CoinGecko figures show that I'm currently £110 down on the value of my Ethereum that I've put into the platform, which isn't something I'm bothered about as I'm confident Ethereum will reach a much higher value in the future. If you're listening to this on your favourite podcast app, then you'll find a link to the spreadsheet in the description along with a bunch of other stuff that's well worth reading and exploring. So, here's my portfolio broken down into five categories. Firstly, we have the main men, which are the core of my portfolio. These are the players that I'm expecting to compete for rewards on a very regular basis. Next up are the substitutes, who are players I think will be hit and miss when it comes to winning rewards. The customary 25 are my minimum buy players, so if I'm not that interested in their IPO, I'll just pick up my customary 25 stocks, as I do want to hold 90% of the players on the platform. The punts are players I probably shouldn't have purchased, but I like a cheeky outsider, so we'll see if any of them do well over the course of the first season. Finally you've got the supply suckers who are players I wasn't going to buy but the low supply towards the end of their IPO sucked me in because I'm a sucker for a low supply and it'll be interesting to see if any of them pay off. As you can see in the picture it shows the number of stocks I hold for each player and the ownership percentage so Let's get into why I'm holding the likes of 150 Ethan Pinnocks. So let's save the best till last and we'll start with those supply suckers. Lucas Digne had no intention of buying this guy as he doesn't get enough minutes and will always be second choice behind Alex Moreno. However, with Villa being back in Europe, it persuaded me to pick up my customary 25 and then as his IPO was ending, the low supply made me think for another eight quid I could get another 25 and have nearly 1.4% of his supply so what the heck Douglas Louise I don't really rate Douglas Louise but again with Villa being in Europe there's a pathway to rewards for him and after seeing he picked up two wins and four near misses last season I decided to jump on the end of his IPO because the supply was very small Tonali, he was another player where I was just going to pick up my customary 25 as I watched him in Italy and during pre-season. And he's never really wowed me, so I didn't have much interest in buying him. But with a supply of 2,500 two minutes before his IPO was ending, I thought for another 20 quid, I could double my stash and get over that 1% ownership mark again. And then Chris Wood... Okay, this guy was the ultimate supply sucker as I had no intention of buying him. But with two minutes left of his IPO, he'd only sold 470 stocks. So I thought, what the heck, let's chuck 20 quid into him and get a half decent amount of his supply. Turns out two other users had the same idea and he sold another 470 stocks in the last two minutes of his IPO. No intention of buying at some point on your Stocks FC journey. Let's check out the punts, which are players who will probably never win rewards. But I've always liked an outsider ever since Tony Bellew beat David Hay when Hay did his ankle during the fight because I had a tenner on Bellew to win, which won me 500 quid. What a night because the Haymaker was odds on favourite. Right, Ethan Pinnock. This guy was one of the first crappy players to be IPO'd onto the platform. However, he beat them, I can handle the loss." Tarkowski came along at the same price as Pinnock, so I had the same thoughts all over again. At least I've got some half-decent ownership percentages for those two. Chong, not going to lie, folks, I only purchased this guy because I love his haircut. Luton are likely to get relegated at the end of the season, making him a dead hold, but at least I'll have had fun watching his barnet float around the pitch at weekends. Casemiro, when he got IPO'd, I thought he was overpriced, to be honest, and his age put me off. However, after sleeping on it and asking the missus what she thought, her reply was, you said you were going to buy everyone, right? And I was like, shame, my lady. So off I went and I got myself 40 Casemiro. The last guy on my punts list is Alanga. I've always loved him as a player, to be honest, and I know Forrest might get relegated. But if they don't and he gets plenty of minutes, then he could be an integral part of the team, meaning he might pick up the odd win here and there. And with 3.5% ownership, that could turn out to be quite rewarding. Right, let's rattle through the customary 25 section. To be honest, they're all players that I thought were worth having. So I wasn't interested in putting that much money into them. So Diaz and Van Dijk I purchased because they're solid fixtures in their team and might pop up and score the odd header from a corner, which could lead to rewards. Curtis Jones is a good youth hold, and I kind of regret not getting more of him now, but at the time, I'd gone quite heavy on the beta IPOs, and it was the first point where I thought maybe I shouldn't try and catch all the Pokemon, and started being slightly more selective with my purchasing. Solly March, I know everyone was banging on about his scores at the time, but to be honest, I... I see him as a a one-hit wonder, so we'll see if I'm proved wrong with that this season. I wasn't going to buy Ericsson, but towards the end of his IPO, the supply was low and I thought for 6 quid I could get myself 25 customary stocks, so why not? Now that I think about it a bit more, there's a good chance he plays a blinder in one of the cup games and possibly wins rewards. Who knows, but I can't see him featuring for United in the league that much this season. Okay, so that's the dodgy and laughable side of my portfolio out of the way. So let's move on to the core and more interesting side of the portfolio. First up are my two goalkeepers, which are no-brainers, to be honest. Pickford, England's number one, and the way Dyche sets his teams up, it forces the opposition to take a lot of long-range shots. So. I feel like Pickford could register a lot of easy save points. Anana just signed for United, so you'd assume he's got longevity on the platform. And I watch a lot of Italian football and always rated him when he played for Inter Milan. Luke Shaw, he's one of my favourite FPL players, so I was always going to get a decent number of stocks for him. And to be honest, I was shocked at how few he'd sold, so... I was buzzing to be holding 6% of his supply. Um, The shock of him not selling the 15,000 I thought he would led me to bagging another 50 at the end of his IPO. Estupinan, one of Brighton's best defenders, they're in Europe this season. He picked up four wins and three near misses last season uh, from the data, so it was a no-brainer to get at least 1% of his supply. Rich James, he was one of the beta IPOs, so I purchased 150 with the intention of selling 50 before the season starts. But I'm struggling to sell players, if I'm honest, because when I think about the potential of this platform, I feel like I'll look back in a year's time and wish I hadn't sold X player for the cheap price I did. So for now, I'm just going to hodl. Chilwell, I think him and James are going to have awesome seasons under Potch. And I kind of regret not getting more cheer wells during his IPO, to be honest. I did try and buy some on the transfer market, but my order didn't get filled. Um, Trippier smashed it last season with eight wins and one near miss. So, there was no way I was going to start the season without Trippier in my portfolio. Madison, he was another beta IPO. And in hindsight, I should have gone a lot heavier on him. Now that he's joined Spurs, I think his output this season will be brilliant. So... Happy I've got at least 1.6% of his supply. Eze, um, another one who would have smashed it last season with seven wins and two near misses. He's young, Palace's main man now and likely to get a big move at some point. So the pathway to rewards for this guy is highly likely, in my opinion. KDB, now funny enough, and this might shock a few of you, but originally I wasn't interested in KDB because I thought he'd sell more than Kane did. Um, his age and pep roulette puts me off so at his IPO price I was like hmm is it worth putting £100 into this guy to win pennies over the next season anyway after consulting the missus I ended up buying 100 kdbs and what a good decision it turned out to be the missus knows nothing about football by the way I just want her to have eyes on this so if it ever goes south and she starts cussing I can just point the blame at Alex and hopefully survive death Mount and McAllister, both very decent, and I'm disappointed I didn't get more, but life kind of got in the way during their IPOs, and I wasn't paying as much attention as I should have been. And then, right, Mr. Mitrovic, the one that's had me quite disheartened over the last few weeks because of the goddamn Saudis. But his position is looking a lot brighter now, which is good. When his IPO got announced at 0.00023 Ethereum, my eyes literally popped out of their head. I thought the team had made a typo. But when I realized they hadn't, I was like, right, this is the first player where I'm going to buy a thousand plus stocks because he's cheap as chips, shot happy, and he's on penalties. So I see a good pathway to rewards for him. Originally, I purchased 1,250 of him, but during the transfer speculation, I managed to shift 50 at just under his IPO price. So I was happy to recoup some funds on what looked like a big loss at the time. But now I just want to get to September and yeah, that window seal shut and hopefully some rewards in the bag in the future. Harry Kane has been the other now biter over the last month, and between the two of them, it looked like I was going to lose a third of my portfolio before the season had even started. Also, with Kane, I'd only planned to buy 150, but then I thought, because of the refund policy, I can safely dump the rest of my cash balance into him, and if he moves before the transfer window closes, I'll get that money back and just dump it into the next big player who comes onto the platform. So fingers crossed Kane stays, but for me, he's well. He's, he's obviously not staying now, is he? So yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, Premier League's losing one of its greatest players. So enjoy buying Munich and your your crappy little German trophies. Um, his teammate Son, I've got nearly three percent of his supply, but another one where I wish I'd picked up a few more during his IPO because last season wasn't the norm for Son. And I reckon he'll be back to his best this season. And we're going to see, well, I thought we were going to see Sonicis, Kane and vice versa all over again. And then Chuck Madison and my 200 Kulisevskis into the equation. And the Spurs lads are going to be dominating team of the week. But yeah, without Kane there, I think that possibly lowers Kulisevsky's output. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Martinelli, I originally purchased 230 stocks with the intention of selling 80 of them on, which I managed to do for a nice profit. So I'm happy with the 1% of his supply I'm currently holding. Jesus, he was the second beta IPO. And at that point, I hadn't really decided on my exact strategy. So I just purchased 100 because it was a nice round number. And Salah, I'm not sure about Salah to be honest, which is why I only picked up 100 stocks. These players with big supplies are going to have to win very regularly. And if they're going to be playing in the Premier League for many years to come, then I'm happy to whack a load of money into them to get a decent ownership percentage. But with Salah, I think he fits the Saudi profile. Age isn't on his side, so for me, it just wasn't one to go big on. Lastly, Rashford, he was the first public IPO And I felt like he was massively overpriced considering the size of the market cap at the time. Plus, I was still trying to get a sense of how the platform was going to play out. And I just dumped my whole cash balance into Kane. So I only picked up 50, something I'll probably regret, although I've got such a diverse portfolio. I can just not let it bother me when he's winning regularly. The last part of my portfolio is the substitutes, who I think can win rewards occasionally, hence why I've not gone too heavy on them. Um, Edison, he was the first goalkeeper to be IPO'd onto the platform. And at the time, his stats were floating around the community and they were shocking. So I wasn't massively interested in him. I was waiting for the likes of Pick- Pickford and De Gea and you know those, those goalkeepers to come on. Um, Habits, I don't know why I purchased this guy I don't rate him at all and like I just said I think he's the most useless player in the Premier League so if he's not won me something in the first few months I'll probably look to get rid Gallagher, very decent young player should do well under Poch and if I'd been paying more attention towards the end of his IPO I probably would have bagged another 50 You know, he's got a great low supply for the future and Tillemans this guy is one of my biggest regrets because at the time I wasn't sure how many minutes he'd get at Villa and I really wish I'd loaded up on him now but at least I've got some. And yeah, another player with a lovely low supply so hoping he kind of gets injured and I can bag some more at some point. Johnson, another good youth for the future and happy having 2.8% of his supply. Boeing, some big moves on Bowen after the Kane news broke last night. And I'm happy with my holdings, although I was so close to getting more at the end of his IPO, but chickened out because I think West Ham are in for another very challenging season. Yeah, unless he steps up a gear and starts running things in that team, I think he'll struggle to win rewards on a regular basis. He'll picks he'll pick up a fair you know the odd win here and there, but um, the attackers category. Yeah, there's there's a lot of competition there. Lastly, Callum Wilson, he's got. The potential to put up a huge score, but age and injuries put me off. So just grabbed a little 50 stocks for this season. He he played 30-odd games last season and he didn't score over 50 points in any of them. And I reckon you're going to need at least 50 points to have the slightest chance of getting into Team of the Week. So I had zero interest in him. Josh De Silva barely plays and I think he's pants. So that was an easy one to swerve. Tyrone Mings is one that I sort of think maybe I shouldn't have passed on him, but we'll see how his price settles on the transfer market and go from there. And then lastly, Paqueta. And again, I think West Ham are in for a difficult season. I think his output is worse now that Declan Rice isn't in the team. And if he goes to sit, he's just going to sit on the bench, I reckon. So another easy one to swear for me. So after three months of buying pretty much every player, my mentality shifted recently and I'm now thinking I'm better off dumping my weekly allowance into three of the four IPOs each week and try to keep my portfolio free of crap like Chris Wood and Kai Havertz. Lastly is David Araya, who I did purchase 150 of during his IPO, but He was very volatile during the transfer speculation and once it was announced his days at Brentford were over, I whacked him on the transfer market at just above IPO price and someone took him off my hands, giving me a small profit. So thank you very much to whoever was buying Raya on the 19th and the 30th of July. There we have it, folks. That's my portfolio ready for the new season, which will be kicking off any minute now. Obviously, everyone has a different strategy, and some people may not agree with mine, but I'm confident that by owning 90% of the players on the platform, I'm going to be bagging enough rewards in a year's time that I'll very very rarely need to deposit. And I can just keep reinvesting my rewards each week into the new IPOs. So that is the plan. I've got a beautiful portfolio of all round numbers because I'm very much uh, Mike778 in the Discord who also has numbers OCD like I do, which is why I've not purchased any players from the transfer market yet because I don't want any fractions of a stock in my portfolio and another reason why my buy everyone at IPO strategy suits me very well so as you can see spreadsheets give me the horn so i've got plenty of great ones coming up and tuesdays the stats show every tuesday is going to be full of awesome spreadsheets awesome stats and i'm going to hit you with so much data as quickly as possible so look forward to that come on mate tell us who it is Okay, okay, let's do the IPO reveal. Okay, so let's do this week's IPO reveal. Here are the clues. He's a magpie and he previously played for a team beginning with the letter B. Any ideas, folks? Have you guessed it yet? If not, he's English and he couldn't play in last season's cup final. due to the red card he received against Liverpool. Well done if you guessed that Nick Pope is this week's IPO reveal. He'll be going live on the platform on Thursday at a cost of 0.00021 Ethereum, which is roughly 31p, and his position is a goalkeeper, in case you know nothing about football. Other clues Alex gave me are as follows. One player is 22, and another player is from one of the promoted clubs. Closing thoughts this week. For those of you looking for Stocks FC stats, then check out Jerry's subscription service. It's only £5 for three months' worth of subscription, and you get a one-week free trial. So you can literally sign up, try it out, and then bugger off if you don't like it. However, once you've experienced his awesome infographics, I'm sure you'll realize that what he's producing has great value when building your Stocks FC portfolio. So find him on Twitter, or X as I should now say, um, Info Stocks FC, go and check it out. Anyone who wants to get a serious understanding of the platform should listen to episode one of my show as I went into detail about many areas of Stocks FC, If anyone wants to be a guest on the show, then drop me a DM and we'll get it scheduled. Also, I'd love to know who's in the FPL league and especially if you're towards the top of the league. So get in contact with me and let me know your team name. So once the season starts, if you're up there in the top 10, 15, give me a shout because I do love FPL and looking at the league every day pretty much. Right. thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you can all like and retweet my content whenever I post stuff, that would be awesome. Please go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I need to get to a 1,000 subscribers as quickly as possible. So, yeah, the best way on your smart TV, log into the YouTube app and then subscribe. And then all you need to do is go to the subscription section and you'll see my profile every time. You can just check the channel for new videos. Normally, Yeah, I'm planning to post the stats show. It'll be about 9pm on Tuesday nights. You know, once I've done all the video editing after Alex has paid the rewards out and all that. So, yeah, Tuesday nights, Wednesdays, you know, check it out. Subscribe to my channel, which just leaves this week's terrible football jokes. So, what do Lionel Messi and a magician have in common? They both do hat tricks absolutely bloody terrible right until next week folks stay safe and trade well my friends enjoy this weekend it is going to be friggin mental